Hi friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to The Rooted Podcast, where we talk about real life, biblical truth, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow me on social at Jenny Meyer and at She Is Rooted. Also check out the website, JennyMeyer.com, as it is my mission to help women cease the striving while resting into who God has called them to be. Now let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am really, really, I know I say this every time. I know I say this every time that I'm really excited for this one, but you guys, this episode is one you don't want to miss. Um, I have with me here, if you are on Instagram, she is known as Remnant Rising 5.0. I believe her backup is 7.0. And we are going to be talking about biblical giants and the Nephilim, because I think as my eyes have been opened over the past um, year, year and a half to this, and God's just been really like, you know, showing, like making scripture jump off the page to me. This is a topic that is skipped over in a lot of churches. And I think it's really important to know the history in today's world that we're living in because um, there is an agenda. And if you guys listen to that episode that I did with Dr. Laura Sanger, she talked about the Nephilim agenda um, and that's been coming to pass right now and how Satan is working. So remnant rising. Welcome. I am so excited to have you. Um, I'm excited to be here with you all. Yeah. So tell us real quick, a little bit about your censorship story on Instagram. (laughs) Well, 5.0 is because it's my fifth account. (laughs) One was taken down. Two was taken down three and four went at the same time. So I like, I had three, that was my main one. Four was my backup and they both got wiped at the same time. So that was super frustrating. Um, so I'm on 5.0 and 7.0 is my backup. Yep. Yep. That is, I mean, it's just crazy because I followed you for actually a long time before we even like connected and you post biblical truth. Mm-hmm. And yes. You share like news, you know, and everything, on your stories, but it is all related back to the Bible. And that's what just like constantly blows my mind that these people do not like truth. They do not like. And I feel like I honestly get censored more because I post biblical stuff and like, yeah, there's the whole like truth or side of things with news and stuff, but I feel like I get censored more because it's biblical. Mm -hmm. And so that was really interesting to see at the very beginning. Cause I'm like, my first couple accounts that got nuked, I'm like, I don't have a crazy following at all. I had under 2000 people. Mm-hmm. I had under 500 on the first one that got nuked. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is ridiculous. So um, yeah, they just really don't like that. But I think for me, it all goes back to the truth of everything is God's word. Mm-hmm. It is infallible. And so like, regardless of what man says, let God be true and every man a liar. So that's where I'm like, all right, well, if it's in the word, then here we go. Let's run with it. Like, oh, let's dig into the giants. Let's see what this is like. Clearly they existed with David and Goliath. What else is in there about it? Like, and so that really began like this side of the search. And I love how you and I have just connected on this and like, like, texting, you know, like, you know, look at this and we're on such the same like wavelength when totally. it comes to this, cause it's so interesting to me. Like it is. I literally could like study this and do this all day. Like every uh-huh. 
And so sometimes I'm literally right there with you. Yeah. And so it's been super fun to have this uh, back and forth because it's like, ooh, look at this one. Ooh, did you see this one? Like, oh, let's dig into this. So totally. um, It's just a piece that is one, like you mentioned, it is super important because of as we like dive into this and like uncover like the background and the reasoning of it, like you'll see all of that, but it's just so skipped over and so important, but so interesting. Like talk about, you know, if the news is fake, the history's fake, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Like, let's dive into that and see what it's all about. Yep. And I feel like the more that I research and just like understand this, like about Nephilim, about the fallen angels, about Mm-hmm. All of that, I feel like the Bible makes way more sense when you were reading, Absolutely. especially Absolutely. the Old Testament. Like yeah. as I'm going through that and I've talked a lot about the Old Testament here on the podcast, but as I go through it, I'm like, oh, well that makes sense now. And like, yep. you know, and I can find verses that really like, they're talking about the same thing. And so, yep. I mean, it makes that little detective side of me, like all excited where I'm like, huh, I kind of want like a blank wall where I can put like, like dots and strings and like tying things together. And and like, I don't know um, what it's like, but like when I uh, explain this stuff to my husband, I get like super excited, you know, like my hands are going everywhere, like, and this connected to this. And so like that same sort of like, let's put the map on the wall. Let's put the strings to it, like connect it all. Cause it does. It makes so much more sense. And as we get into some of this, um, there's a story where this guy was explaining very similar things where he's like, now I get it. Like now this makes sense. Yep. And I do think, I know we talked um, yesterday about this is probably going to be part one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this, I think this topic is going to take more than one podcast. Um, so I feel like today is going to be more so of just like a background an overview of, um, you know, a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, if we do a part two, we can dig deeper into like certain topics because we could go so many different ways in this. Um, so you just keep me on track. No, that's okay. You do. Um, so let's get started. I want to read Genesis six, one through eight, and I am reading out of the um, new America standard Bible. So the NASB, and it says, now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they took wives for themselves, who, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them, those who were mighty men who were of old men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of the man was great on the earth and that the intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. The Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land from man to animals, to creeping things, to birds of sky, for I am sorry I have made them. In verse eight, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Um, and I love that passage. Um, and 
before we get to talking about like really some of those terms, like what it means, like the sons of God, um, what that actually means. I know that you had a couple different um, passages that you wanted to tie it back to. Um, well, so a couple of verses back or a couple chapters back in Genesis, mm-hmm. Genesis three fifteen, is when God is speaking and he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, mm-hmm. and he will bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And I was listening to another podcast and this is something that they pointed out where like you read that and you're like, oh yeah, this, that, you know, that seed is Christ, her seed, the, the human seed, the lineage goes to Christ, yep. but there's also Satan's seed. Mm-hmm. There is another seed and there will be offspring from that seed. Mm-hmm. And this is where it comes back to in six, how that happens. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought that was super interesting, just a clarification of like, yeah, like we've always seen that that's the Christ side of things, but there's also seed. And how does that happen? Yeah. And you're told literally a couple chapters later yeah, of how it does happen. And I want to break down. So sons of God. So when we go back to Genesis six, um, verse two, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful sons of God, the way that is in Hebrew is benai Elohim. And, um, it's basically saying like, Hey, these are not men, but these are other beings in the heavenly realms that were watchers, if you want to use that term, like supposed to be watching over the earth and they are sitting there and see like, Oh, these women are beautiful. Right. And those benign Elohim, I think I am saying that correctly, um, left, left their heavenly abode and came down to heaven or came down to earth and took these women and had, you know, sexual intercourse and created Nephilim. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing when you think of it, it sounds like it's like some sci-fi movie, but this it's in our Bible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I think that's really important to understand when you take the Hebrew word and the, the root meanings of things, but in, in my understanding and research, these sons of God are also kind of known as those, the, the mythology of the Greek gods, you know, they're known as demigods. So they're an actual thing, like they are actual things. And, um, there was a book that I just want to reference. I've referenced it a lot on Instagram, but I want to reference it here if you guys want to go read it, but it's called supernatural by Michael Heiser. And that's the one that my pastor had like said here, start here. Um, and so it is a great book just to understand the, that term sons of God and what those other like demigods within God's council is. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's, you know, that's what happened and it happened. It's called Mount Hermon. Mm-hmm. Um, also 33 or 33rd parallel longitude, whatever. Super weird. A um, whole lot of different meanings in that. Yep. Um So, so yeah, so that is how these giants came to be, um, that those fallen angel angels mated with women, created these Nephilim, um, and 
then do, I mean, do we want to, before we dive into like what these Nephilim did, do we want to talk about how, what happened to those angels, um, you know, as their punishment? Uh, I was thinking about that as you were talking about, um, you know, the watchers and they're coming down. Cause like those verses are just like in the back of my mind, um, either way, mm-hmm. like we can, or we can. Yeah. Well, let's touch real quick on the book of Enoch. Okay. So, I mean, this is my story behind it. So I was raised Christian home, always told, do not read these books. Like they are not the Bible. Do not. And that was always impressed into me. And it wasn't until literally this past year that, um, my, our pastor is, they're good friends of ours. And, you know, he was like, the thing is, is if you want to read it, just don't read it as it's the word of God, because we don't know if it was um, inspired and breathed by God. We don't know that. Mm -hmm. So read it as an ancient text an ancient Mm -hmm. history, because Mm -hmm. that's what in that day, those people a hundred percent believed it. So that was truth. And so once, once he said that, I'm like, okay. So I read um, Enoch one, I didn't, I don't think I finished Enoch two, but that is where we get kind of the story of what really happened in the days of Noah. So mm-hmm. Enoch was Noah's great grandpa. Am I correct, correct on that? I believe so. Great grandpa. Um, so basically those angels, they got in big trouble and they are bound in a part of hell uh, mm-hmm. that's called Tartarus. They will be released for a short time at the end of, you know, in the end times. Um, and we're told that in revelation as well. And, um, so I think that it's important to kind of look at those other ancient historical texts and just understand that this is giving us just a little bit more detail of what actually happened in those days. So God yeah. then brings the flood, you know, Nephilim were corrupting humanity. They were teaching people hidden knowledge, such as like how to make weapons, um, cannibalism, um, yeah. because the life Not only that too, but like they were also the whole goal is to destroy the human seed yep. to so that it couldn't get to Christ. Yep. So as long as the Nephilim could control and destroy our side, mm-hmm. then they were like, great, we're doing wonderful. And God's like, this was not the plan. Yep. This yep. is not happening. And so, yeah, I, but that goes back and forth. It's like, you know, they do something and God's like, let's correct this. And then, you know, a few years later, Tower of Babel, let's correct this. Like, you know, and you see those moves as they're made because they're like, no, the, the lineage will continue regardless. Like you're never going to be able to destroy it. Yep. They try, they try though. Yeah. And, but it makes such sense that like Satan yes. was literally trying, cause he knew there would be a Messiah. There was a promise of, of someone um, and, and my understanding is that the devil thought that, that it truly would be like a King, a ruler, like in the physical world sense, mm-hmm. um, didn't expect it to be some humble, you know, how Jesus was like, mm-hmm. and I've also heard how that's related to when Jesus was fasting and was being tempted. I will offer you the kingdoms yep. because that's what Satan thought he wanted. He was trying to attract something that he thought Jesus was desiring. And that wasn't it. Like those kingdoms of the world don't mean anything because it is a spiritual sense. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely. So, so yeah, so they came down, angels came down, corrupted the seed of, um, or tried to corrupt humanity. Um, there was so much wickedness. They taught the humans witchcraft. Um, it was said that they taught, they were the ones that taught women how to dress and put makeup on that basically provoked lust in people. Um, and all of these things were not happening prior to these Nephilim. Um, and then the flood happens and he wiped them out. So, I mean, my, my question is when it says like they were on the earth in those days and also afterwards, that's where, I don't know. How did, how did these giants come back or after the flood? And that's always the question. Uh Like literally my husband and I were talking about it last night and he's like, how'd they come back? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's it. And I was reading through it again, actually looking for that connection um but it literally like if you just take the text as it is and it's straightforward and i'm in new king james mm-hmm. um there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward and then it tells you how when the sons of god came into the daughters of men mm-hmm. so it's basically saying before and after this is how it happened the same way interesting yeah and like someone like as I was researching like I'm like well that makes a lot of sense you know it actually does say that but we don't know how that second time happened but then as I continued looking there was something about um and it's in Enoch and I cannot remember the angel's name but he's like saying basically I'm scared that you guys aren't going to go through with this thing with me. And I think that was the connection that he was making when he was explaining this. And so I thought that was really interesting. Um, and he also pointed out Daniel 2, 43, which I'm going to read. And it's when Daniel is talking to King Nebuchadnezzar about his dream and interpreting it. And um, he's saying, as you saw the iron mixed with the ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men but they will not adhere to one another just as iron does not mix with clay. And so when you read that again, and you see seed of men and that they will mingle, well, one, who's they, and it's clearly someone that's not seed of men. So he was relating it back to that and having that like second time or like continual event happening Mm -hmm. and um, was explaining that the first time was with marriage. Mm-hmm. sons of God or marriage or like relations, you know, yep. Yep. and that this time it is a mingling and they're not adhering to one another. So, I mean, it's still so much research that could go into it and break it down, but that did help a little bit yep. as I was like looking through different things, like, is there an explanation for it? Or do we just literally like, this is what happened and they're here again. <laughs> Yeah. And I know that there's a few different like theories, um, with theologians of how it happened again, Mm -hmm. one of them being that, um, Nimrod, when he did build the tower of Babel, he went up and there was another incursion, you know, angels came Mm -hmm. down. Um, that was one. Another one was that the, um, Noah's son, Ham, his wife had this, had the genetic markers and she was a part of that Nephilim based off of her background and history, but it was turned off. Like, you know how we can have, you know, we can have genes that aren't activated. Like and recessive. Aren't, yeah. yeah. And so it was something to that, to that sense. And then when 
it was passed down to their kids. And then when it did come to Nimrod, that gene got activated and, um, he, he basically started it all over again. Um, but I love that in Jude, um, chapter, well, there's one chapter, um, one verse <laughs> six, it says that the angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode. He has kept them eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of the great day. And so that I just wanted to relate that verse back to like these, yeah. these angels are kept in Tartarus and will be let out and essentially then judged after that, um, yeah. of the great day. It's just, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, if you didn't understand the old Testament, if you didn't understand what happened with the sons of God and daughters of men, you wouldn't be able to read Jude and know what he was talking about. Well, you wouldn't even be able to get to Noah and literally the whole world being destroyed and be like, why is God doing this? Mm -hmm. What is happening? Like, I thought he was like a good God. He just made this. And now all of a sudden he hates it and he destroys everything. Like that would not make sense to you if you had no context of it. And same when you get to Tower of Babel, you're like, okay, so they built something he didn't like. And now everyone's dispersed and has a new language. Like things would not add up, but um, yeah, just Nimrod kicked it off again. And Old <laughs> and it's if you guys have gone through my um highlights on the EU mm-hmm. and seen the connections of Tower of Babel and Nimrod and how all that's related, I mean it's insane the connections that are there. So I go through those go through if that. you haven't. Yeah. Um yeah, I need to go through that. There's just so much connection. There is so much connection mm-hmm. with everything. Yeah. And I mean, this is totally off the topic of giants, but I, I watched something not too long ago and it was that, I don't remember what year it was, but early two thousands, they found the tomb of Gilgamesh Yes, and I started then researching like, okay, well, who's Gilgamesh. And after like probably three hours of just like research, putting pieces together, like essentially from what I understood is that it's Nimrod. Don't know if that's true or not, but there were some theories like that. And, um, and I don't remember the other, the other Greek God per se that they were, they were saying it was, but then right after that, right after they found that tomb is when we invaded Iraq. Cause it was found that's, there. That's literally what always happens. Yeah. And like in the giant of Kandahar too, like that whole situation in like the Afghan region, mm-hmm. like it's crazy. That and that was that. recent. That was US special ops teams, like recent. And it's what came out in the WikiLeaks with Hillary's emails, mm. there was yep. an email that said yep. from her that like we know where the Nephilim are buried, or like something along those lines. Like I wish I had it up in front of me, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Like yeah. did she, they- I know that she referenced the giant of Kandahar. Um, and that they like wanted to get him or something like that. Um, crazy. get him back or whatever, but yeah, like it's there. I think that people, um, haven't realized. And I mean, I didn't even realize this that until I like started digging and stuff, but how recent giants are like they're in recent history. They're like here in our 
historical time frame. Like it's not just like one folklore. It's not just some like movie. And it's not just like some ancient text of like, oh, this happened and maybe they were just tall people. Like, no, there were actual giants who like, I know I posted stuff in my giants highlight and it's like, you know, there's a 38 foot tall giant remain. And, you know, it was like the 1800s. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. And they're found all over the world, all different sizes. Like, yeah. that's the part where I was like, okay, like, this is obviously super real, it but is. it's just so much more current than I ever realized. Well, yeah. Like, that wasn't, my, that wasn't very long ago, you know, in the scheme of things. And yeah. I think I was listening to the Blurry Creatures podcast, which I love. So those I love those guys. Um, but one of their guests was talking about like, well, when, if, you know, if these researchers found these giant skeletons and remains, they were supposed to report it to only the Smithsonian. Every time. Yep. And, and so, okay, what's really going on at the Smithsonian? Because they don't yeah. have it there. Like, so they, they cover were, it all up. Yeah. It's literally covered up, but, but I mean, what you, what we were sending each other, like last week, just prepping for this a little bit was like, it's in newspapers, like these old yes. newspapers. And when you really start digging locally, even like mm-hmm. look in your local newspapers from like the last hundred years. So, I mean, it's just, just no. crazy, but I think it's so important, um, to understand why this matters today, because I mean, when I talk to my husband about this, he totally believes it. He's like, okay, but he's like, okay, it doesn't affect my life now. And I'm like, no, but that's where you're wrong. Like it totally does because that is what is happening in our world right now. They are trying to, again, corrupt the seed of of what God created, whether it's with technology, whether it is, um, you know, what, whatever spike. I mean, that's a whole nother topic but everything that they're trying to do to yeah. corrupt the, the DNA of God's creation right now. And I truly hundred percent believe we are living in the times of Noah again. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus even says that, you know, this is going to be as the days of Noah. And that is what we are in where you see it more and more exposed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's part of ironically the beauty of the awakening that has happened because it was so concealed and so hidden. And now the veil has been pulled back Mm -hmm. and so many people are seeing the truth for the first time Mm -hmm. in all different areas of life. And what's been told is not what's true and that sort of stuff. But I think that we're going to continue to see it be unveiled even more. And I think it's going to get more and more, uh, not normal, but uh, it's going to occur a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> but even real quick, when you were talking about um, giants from just being here and like they're all over the place, there is a quote from Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Have you seen this one? I don't know if I've seen that. <laughs> from one of his speeches that he gave regarding the giants of ancient America. And it says the eyes of the species of extinct giants whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as ours do now. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so like, I looked that up and I'm like, no, here's all like the actual like documents of the speech. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a 
very well-known common thing. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you're crazy. <laughs> and we have to ask ourselves, why would, why would they try to be erasing this from our history? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, because it proves the Bible. Exactly. Literally yeah. everything goes back to that. Like, yep. And I mean, they want God out of the picture, everything out of everything. Totally. It's, it yep. just, I mean, it's so interesting, but it is yeah. like, it's all around. I mean, my highlight on Instagram called the Nephilim, um, clever title for that. Right. Um, <laughs> Mine's giants, not much more. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's just, there's pictures that I found of like, you know, researchers and archaeologists, mm-hmm. like digging up these bones and you're just yep. like, how can this, like, how can you not believe that this is real? Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about when the Nephilim died, what mm-hmm. happened So what, I don't know if you want to take that of like, what happened to their spirit versus their body since they were mixed. So I know that you and I have talked about this, but basically the spirits of the dead Nephilim are demons. Mm -hmm. And so they are a completely separate entity than fallen angels. Mm -hmm. The fallen angels were actually in heaven. Mm -hmm. They're much more intellectual. They are intelligent. And like you think of demon possessed people and there's like a derangement and a crazy and a chaotic and a you know like terrifying aspect to them where they seem very unintelligent Mm -hmm. and you've seen that in just in recent videos of people being like demon possessed and stuff like that but demons want a body to inhibit Mm -hmm. because they have one yep and that's why they have to have something even when jesus was casting out demons and they're like you know send us into the pigs like send us into something like they have to have a home. And so what I have heard is that the fallen angel line is more like the principalities that rule in terms of the political side of things. And then you have the demons on the other side that are the actual spirits. So just having that distinction in itself, I'm like, well, this makes a ton of sense. And I mean, that goes right to Ephesians 6, um, verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So those are the fallen angels. The demons just do their dirty work. Yep. Um, And I, I think it's really interesting too, that spirits, demonic spirits were not talked about before the flood. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it does, it puts the pieces together mm-hmm. and that's what happened to those Nephilim spirits is they were neither human or angels. So mm-hmm. it was like, where did, where could they go? They couldn't mm-hmm. go like totally to hell because I mean, I don't know why I can't explain that one, but <laughs> obviously not heaven. Um, but they became these spirits. I mean, you mm-hmm. take like the spirit of fear, spirit of um, anxiety, all of these like strongholds that people yep. struggle with. And I do believe that as a Christian, if you are a true believer of Jesus, you cannot be demonically possessed, but you can have strongholds of essentially like these evil spirits just clinging to you mm-hmm. with lies to you. I don't think unless you have fully denounced the Lord that they can come into you. Um, 
I mean, I don't know, but I think that they still affect and they can whisper lies. You can get in a stronghold with these spirits and I've seen it happen to people. Um, but I mean, it's crazy when you think like, these are the spirits of the dead Nephilim, like, oh my goodness. Um, because they weren't pure blood humans. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, and the coolest part is that we have the power and authority over those and that they flee at the name of Jesus and the mention of his blood and like, just like get a visual picture of that. Like if you're surrounded by something and you say those things, like they're scattering in all directions because they want nothing to do with that because they are terrified and they know that they have no power. And that's the best part. And that's what, you know, Ephesians six is, is about and making sure that you know that you have that power and can walk in that authority. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, So one question, we don't have to get into it a ton. (laughs) You'll probably laugh, but (laughs) do you believe that um, some of these fallen angels are wandering stars? I don't know if they're wandering stars. I do know. And just to explain, like planets are not mentioned in the Bible. So that's where this comes from. (laughs) Planets are not mentioned, Um, but God did make the stars. Uh And so if the planets are wandering stars, it still makes me think that it's a star Mm -hmm. and a creation sort of thing. But I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything else. I've actually never done a ton of research into a connection of fallen angels or wandering stars mm-hmm. but i have seen where it makes a lot of sense that if they were that's why there is a worship of saturn because that's satan why there is a worship of jupiter why there is a worship of all the different planets and you're like why would you do that so that is a huge connection point that um i just haven't like gone further into it but it makes a ton of sense when you see it like that because you're like oh yeah how many celebrities have tattoos of saturn on them like sorry you can't all just like saturn like it doesn't work like that yeah that one i know i have heard that that saturn equals satan but then i'm thinking like or does it more reflect like one of those greek demigods Mm -hmm. or totally like where's zeus and Hercules. Like, wasn't Zeus Jupiter? Aren't those the same? I feel like, I feel I like, yes, think they are. Because the thing is across the world in all different time periods, whether Greek or Roman or Egyptian, they all had the same structure of a demigod hierarchy that they worshiped. Yes. They're all the same people. They just changed names throughout all of them. Yep. yep. So it could totally be that too. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what, um, for me, that one was really hard of just like, I guess not hard, but like, oh my goodness, these entities that they are worshiping are real. Mm. They are not the God. Yeah. Like that part. And that was when I read that book, Supernatural, and then his other book, The Unseen Realm. That's what it made, like made it, like put it together. Like, yeah. so all of these different, like whether it's Egyptian or Greek or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep they, like you said, like it may have one name over here and one name over here, but it's the same entity and it is real, Yep. but not the one true God, Yahweh. Exactly. And you can take that all the way through to 
current like Vatican stuff. Oh yeah. It's all connected. Yes. Yes. A lot. <laughs> Another day too. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a big rabbit hole. Um, and so, okay. So back to giants. Um, why do you think, I mean, again, why do you think that it is important that we look at this and study this in today's world? Well, because I think if you're able to make these connections, you understand not only the Bible better, but God better. Mm -hmm. You're understanding the pieces of the puzzle of how he brought his lineage in, how it is a constant spiritual battle, Mm -hmm. literally from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It has been battle after battle after battle. I mean, how many times did the Israelites battle giants? whether it's the Canaanites or the Amorites or like, you know, all these different neighboring tribes, Mm -hmm. they're all battling because of this. Cause Satan's like, I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to take them out. And so when you see that, it's just so much more clear and it gives you the overall picture of what scripture has been saying and then just I mean like even when you go through the prophecies of Jesus in the old testament and how many there are like it blows your mind like I did a huge um like Christmas thread on it like how many prophecies in the old testament you know point to Jesus and it's just staggering when you see it and so I think when people finally get to the point where they're like oh this is real Mm -hmm. oh this is real oh this is actually real then it actually makes the Bible become real to them. It makes God become more real to them. And hopefully they're able to see that we are living like in a spiritual world. We are the physical aspect of it, but whatever happens in the spiritual is affected in the physical and vice versa. And it is a battle. And you see, even in Daniel, when he prayed and like the angel finally gets to him and he's like, yeah, God heard your prayer the first day, but I've been battling the prince of Persia and like Michael had to come help me for three weeks, three weeks. I'd be like, um, yeah, but, but I need to like come faster. Uh, And so I think it also shows just like the importance and the power of prayer and what it can do in the spiritual realm. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty cool. Once you finally understand the physical and the spiritual mm-hmm. connection of everything, because it literally is everything. Yep. It totally is. And I mean, yeah, it, they, they were around like after the flood, like when you, when you look at the accounts in the old Testament and when uh, Moses sent Joshua and Caleb in to spy mm-hmm. out the land and, and along with other people, mm-hmm. and they were the only two that held their ground, but everyone else is like, no, we were grasshoppers in their yeah. state. And I mean, that's all over in the old Testament, literally all over. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I came across, um, the Amos two nine verse where you're just like, wow, really? Like I'm going to pull it up real quick. I had it open. Sorry. No, I think I did too. Um, I mean, it makes you scratch your head. Oh, totally. Cause you're like this. Like, and people just read it as sentences too, and like not actually look at it, but God is talking and he's like, yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of cedars. And he was as strong as the oaks. And I'm like, looking at that, I'm like, 
he was as tall as the cedars. Yep. Okay. So like how tall is the cedar? And then I'm like, let's look up the cedars of Lebanon because those were the magnificent ones. Those were the powerful, the mighty, like, um, you know, if they were in Solomon's temple, Mm -hmm. those were the renowned. And you look it up, even in today's world, 40 to 100 feet for a mature height. And you're like, oh, 100 feet? No wonder you look like a grasshopper if you were six feet tall, like 100 feet. So then you see, you know, the newspaper clippings from the 1800s where they found the 32 foot high giant. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe he was kind of small. Yeah. I mean, he was. And I mean, I read something the other day that like in Southern Idaho, there is um, mountains where like, it is said to be like the giants, like created these uh, mountains. It is literally all over the world. I am not kidding. I I know know. exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. There is a Instagram handle called Sibs on Insta, S-I-B-S for seen is believing. And she goes through all of these things of um, just like, you know, you see the face in the mountain, you see like elephant rock, you see Uh huge mammoth sized things that actually created that. And, you know, the whole mud flood and like that whole thing. And it just like totally fossilized, but they became mountains. They became different things. And it's so interesting to me. It is. I was totally joking around with a family member. I'm like, man, I kind of think like this summer we're driving like 10 hours south of here and we're going to go like scouting for these like mountains. Cause I want to yep. see it in person. Yep. Um, and I'm kind of not even kidding about it. Um, so I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. I I'm going to hold you to that. Um, but I mean, it's just, it just is so mind boggling, but it's so important to understand. And I think that's why we like, when I said, Hey, we need to do a podcast on this and because people need to understand. And I know that we're just totally scratching the surface of just giants in general, but I mean, ladies, if you're listening intro, if you don't have any background, because this is already a lot. Yes, it is. So if you have never heard this stuff before, I want you to pray about it. And I always, always recommend Mm -hmm. you go to your Bible. You look up these verses for yourself. You spend time with God and ask for discernment. Um, And if you have any questions, you guys know always to reach out to me at hello at jennymeyer.com. And I mean, I'm totally available for questions about this. I'm, I'm, this makes me excited. Um, But is there anything, I mean, as we wrap up, because without going into like huge, like rabbit holes and Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that we probably will need just another, like, I mean, because the fallen, we talked a lot about the fallen angels, right. And, but there's still more to that. And I think that when we do piece it together with these demigods and mm-hmm. you know, understanding that even though there's different names and different, um, cultures and countries, it's the same entity. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be a great topic that we could, yeah. um, And, and again, just what have they found? And then more present day stuff. Like why, why did Hillary Clinton say this stuff in her emails? Mm -hmm. That should raise a question. Yeah. And it just goes back. Like, I mean, as you had said earlier, like I always go back and I'm like, well, what's it say in scripture? Like, what does it say here? Like, let's look at it this way, because I'm always going to believe his word over 
whatever's out in the world because, and that was always the case, even before I was awake. Yep. I just didn't do the same research, you know? And so once you get into that, you literally can't stop because you're like, what else is there? Because it, it literally like the saying, like, if you think the Bible's boring, you haven't read it. Mm-hmm. Like that replays in my mind all the time. Cause you're like, yep. no, like this is crazy. Like it's all right here on these pages and people just gloss over it. Yep. It is. And I think when you're, when your heart is truly seeking and, and God sees that he will open your eyes to more things. Like, I'm, yeah, because if I would have like looked, say like 10 years ago, I would have been, um, I wasn't ready for it. I knew I yeah. was like looking back. I, I can see how I wasn't ready for God to reveal some of this stuff and just truly open like mm-hmm. my eyes to his word, but it makes you crave the Bible even more. And that's, mm-hmm. what's so cool Yeah, that literally like I'm in Ecclesiastes right now. And I mean, so many people think that, um, is just kind of sad book of like, you know, cause you have King Solomon who is like, just looking at his whole life. Like what is there under the sun? But I'm just like, oh, this makes so, so much sense to present day life too. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, so good. Um, and I well, think literally back to that point, there's nothing new under the sun. No, no, it's just cycles. It just keeps going. It happens and happens and happens. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's Ecclesiastes one nine says that which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun and we are living in the days of Noah. Um, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think that's another, um, part to this series too. Mm -hmm. Like how are we living in the days of Noah? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to break this all out so we can, I know, (laughs) I know. Um, so if you are listening right now, um, thank you for bearing with us with this just overview, because I mean, it is a lot of discussion and, um, just, you know, all always praying that God opens our eyes to things. So thank you for bearing with us through this discussion, um, and overview of these biblical giants, um, also known as Nephilim. Um, and there's different, I mean, tribes of giants you have, the mm-hmm. Anakites and the Raphaim. And I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother thing too throughout the old Testament. So as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners? I just like, I hope it piques your curiosity. Mm -hmm. Even if you, um, are a little bit more on the like hesitant side of like believing this stuff, hopefully it piques your curiosity enough that you go look at some of these things that we've talked about. Cause like, once you see it, then you're like, oh yeah, like that really is there. And you see it for yourself and you do your the own research, like that brings it to life a bit more. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, thank you again for listening. Please um, reach out. If you have any questions, email me or on Instagram, go follow remnant rising 5.0. Um, and she posts amazing stuff. Um, and it will pique your curiosity to do your own research. So I'm sure we will be back, um, here in the coming weeks as we kind of dig in ourselves too, and talk more about this. Um, and yeah, I'll let you get back to your day guys. Thank you so much for, for joining too, and taking time out of your day today. Thank you. This was great. It was so much fun. So have a great day, everyone. Mm -hmm.